I do, and I love them. Associate at the National Center for Free Enterprise Projects, Stefan Padfield, is going to join us now to talk about something. I I did a spit take when I read it because it just, it's so stupid you're not going to believe it. Hi, Stefan. Hi. uh, Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thanks for being here. Happy late Thanksgiving, almost Christmas. Um, So NASDAQ is doing something that is so absurd that I, I... I literally couldn't, I had to read it several times before I figured out what we were even going to talk about. Yeah, so uh, NASDAQ is one of our two major exchanges, right? You got the mm-hmm. New York Stock Exchange, you got the NASDAQ, and these exchanges have their own rules that apply to corporations that list with them, and NASDAQ has recently promulgated a rule that's essentially a diversity disclosure rule, uh, and we at the National Center uh, have challenged that in court for a number of reasons, but one of the things that didn't even come up directly in the case, but I think is uh, important, and as you say, quite absurd, and and uh, led me to write the piece that brought me to you today uh, is that the rule allows for women to be, you know, the sort of the, the identification or the uh, disclosure of how many women we have on the board uh, can be satisfied by men who identify as women. So what ends up happening is you have this rule that I think we can properly assume is supposed to improve gender and other types of equity, and yet you could have nine white males on a nine-person board, and according to this rule, it would satisfy the diversity disclosures as long as one of them identifies as a woman, and then they also actually uh, apply self-identification for other uh, minority uh, status. But with the woman category, it's specifically written in the rule that, uh, that they count men who identify as women. So they're achieving quality for women by letting men who identify as women become women on their board and taking up that woman's spot. That's right. And I mean, this is one of those things I think we often talk about, at least on the right, uh, the people that I talk to will often uh, reference this fact that, that leftists have built into their ideology a lot of things that are so unnatural and so radical that almost if you just leave them alone, they end up just eating their own tail and falling apart under the weight of their propositions. And I think here we have another example. They're so twisted in knots around this transgender ideology, this sort of uh, queer radicalism that they can't uh, sort of uh, get out of their own way. And so you have this issue where the left that supposedly is in favor of women's equality is now uh, essentially pushing women aside uh, and, and allowing men who identify as women to satisfy those roles and say, hey, let's pat ourselves on the back. We've promoted the equality of women. Which is exactly the opposite of what they've done. It's the opposite right. of what they've done. They've put a man in there because you're a biological man at male, uh, at birth, and you've decided you become a woman. So once again, it's another way to push women out. Why do people... I mean, Riley Gaines said it best. I don't know if you've seen this yet, Stefan, but she said a man competing in the woman's category is a cheater. And if he loses to a woman, he's a cheater who sucks at his sport. So nobody could have said it better than Riley Gaines. I love her for saying that because any man who identifies as a woman, live your life, do your thing. But you do not get to take the place of a natural-born woman in a pageant, on a board, in a sport, or any other place where a natural-born woman needs an, a platform to compete. It, it, this, we are erasing womanhood. You, ask, so, you ask on the street some of the people who are in the queer community if a man can menstruate, and they won't answer you, even though they know biologically it's impossible. 
impossible, but they are they are just hell-bent on confusion. Yes, it really is. I mean, when you think about what is driving this radicalism, I like to talk about the fact that there's there's essentially at least five types of players, right? You've got the useful, you've got the true believers uh, who are really all in on the most radical sort of ideologies, and then you've got the opportunists who are just taking advantage of various incentive structures, perverse incentives. Mm-hmm. You've got the useful idiots, uh, and you've got the cowards, right? Uh, and and so all of these folks are are uh, necessary in a way to get us to the point where we're at. Uh, and I think one of the things that's critical about that is who, do we, who are we speaking to, right, to try to change things and try to get that things back to normal and back to center. Uh, and we really don't, I think, want to spend a ton of time trying to convince the true believers because they're all in, right? You tell them something like, hey, you're going to eradicate women's sports, you're going to eradicate women's safe spaces, and they just say, yep, that's what we're here for because we want to deconstruct the entire society and then somehow some utopian egalitarian society is going to rise out of the ashes. So, so they're uh, on some level a lot cause, although you certainly have exceptions. But you can talk to, for example, the useful idiots, right, where where they start with this uh, misplaced compassion. And as you say, you know, people should be able to live the lives that they want to live. And they say, why are you being so hostile to this group? Uh, and, and we really need to keep pointing out, right, we're not. It's, it's, it's You're being hostile what's actually to women. Happening. Yes, exactly, exactly. Oh, my, it makes my face hurt. I mean, it's, it's, it's Stefan, I've said this a thousand times if I've said it once. Live your life however you want as an adult. Most of us, there are some who are going to look at you with that side eye and that skunk nose thing that, that people do to anyone who's different from them. Most of them are racist and all those other things, too. They, if they disagree with your lifestyle, that's one thing. But if you've literally taken away theirs because of the one that you've chosen, now we got a problem. Right, and it's been fascinating watching the realignments, right, because you have people in the gay community that are, um, you know, I think a number of them on the right, you know, uh, Dave mm-hmm. Rubin comes to mind, for so example. a lot of people uh, on the right who are gay. Right, a lot. And and in that community, you are saying, wait, you know, again, just as you're saying, live your life, nobody's going to stop you from living your life, but you're crossing lines and trying to force your belief system. I mean, the other one is the whole forcing people to use your pronoun, right? So uh, so if you identify as a cat, you're going to use government power to force me to affirm that you're a cat. It's, you know, I mean, it's just the no. sort of totalitarian dystopia that we thought was only in movies. Yeah, well, and it's not even any in movies because it would be on the comedy channel i mean we have got to stop putting things on a pedestal that that are unrealistic i mean if my son wanted to live as a german shepherd um i wouldn't denounce him as my son but he'd have to take himself outside to poop because i'm not doing it i'm not doing i'm not playing the game i'm not doing it and if you want me to call you cheryl instead of steven i'll call you cheryl but I'm not going to admit that you're not what God made you. I'm not going to help you confuse everybody else on the planet. This just doesn't make sense. I mean, the left is the side that during COVID screamed, follow the science, follow the science, follow the science. And now they're saying, well, not that science. You can't have it both ways. 
That's exactly right. And, you know, just to update your listeners on where we're at in this case, because we did challenge the rule. Now, we went after the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, uh, because the NASDAQ is private, but it works very much hand-in-glove with the SEC. The SEC has to approve the rule. If if it is approved and NASDAQ doesn't enforce it, then the SEC can enforce it directly. So we sued the SEC over the rule. We had a number of challenges. One is, uh, you know, First Amendment, equal protection was another, so two constitutional claims. This case was originally heard by a three-panel, three-judge panel in the Fifth Circuit, uh, all of them uh, Democrat appointees, and they ruled against us, and they found uh, there was no state action because it was all just NASDAQ doing uh, private things. And then as far as the SEC's authority to be involved in this and basically push this in any way, uh, the court said that uh, it's within their ambit, right, as sort of a a regulatory matter. And here's another thing that I think is worth pointing out in, in this case, which now we're trying to get heard uh, on bonk, right, with all the judges uh, on the Fifth Circuit. Um, so, we're, so we're in the appeals process. But the SEC could not even uh, affirm that the empirical studies supported diversity as being pro-business in a material way, right? And you know they would want to do that if at all possible. Basically, the empirical studies are a wash, right? Uh, so on some level, it's not even material information to force companies to make these disclosures, and yet the SEC is basically working with NASDAQ uh, in various ways to try to force companies listed on NASDAQ to make these disclosures. Whatever happened, by the way, when he says SEC, he's meaning Security and Exchange Commission, for those who didn't know what he's talking about. But NASDAQ is now taking the place of biological women with men who identify as women and saying that they're meeting their quotient, if you will, or quota of having women on the board, even though there are none. Try to try to do that. Make that math math. That does not work. All right. So with this going on, um, NASDAQ is a private company. They can basically do whatever they want, but they are in charge of a lot of people's money. And if anybody learned go woke, go broke better than Bud Light, I don't know who it is. Um, but do you think this is going to hurt NASDAQ now that the word is out on this? Right. It's going to be very interesting. So certainly one of the things that the judges that the court pointed out in the opinion was, hey, you know, if people don't like what NASDAQ is doing, they can leave NASDAQ, they can go, you know, to the New York Stock Exchange. And to some extent, that's certainly true, but there's also serious transaction costs involved. So it's not a costless uh, move, not that it needs to be, uh, but that's certainly uh, relevant. But I think there's some real critical questions about, for one, fiduciary duties, uh, and then two, just capitalism and, and value maximization, right? And so there's some really powerful arguments that if, in fact, there were these members of these, uh, you know, historically marginalized groups that were able to bring great value but somehow are being denied seats on these boards because of these various forms of discrimination, in a capitalist system, the argument is very powerful that that can't stick for very long because it's such a great arbitrage opportunity, right? So the corporations that, that are supposedly all greedy capitalists would realize, hey, there's these great people here we could put on our board and we could probably actually get them on the cheap because everybody else is discriminating against them. So the capitalist system has a very powerful way to root out that sort of discrimination. So the flip side of that is, 
if that's not what's going on, right, if there's not discrimination on the basis of these, uh, you know, uh, uh, categories of gender and race, uh, then it means that the market is assessing these people in these groups and saying, look, we've got a pipeline problem, right? Uh, we've got people that have other interests, they're making other choices, and so they're not coming uh, to the finish line as qualified, and so we're not taking as many of them. And now you're going to essentially start forcing corporations to do that. Well, we could expect the performance to start to drop, right, mm-hmm. to deteriorate. And so the bottom line is people who have their money for pensions and so forth invested in these companies, uh, it's perfectly reasonable to conclude that this is going to harm uh, their ultimate nest egg. Right. And and we're not saying anybody who is stupid other than they have a dysphoria when they think they're something other than what they are. And they truly do have a dysphoria because they are what they are. Um, they can live however they want to live. But I want to know what happens when a very well-educated, perfectly professionally qualified black actual woman comes in and wants to be with NASDAQ and can't be because the spot that she should be in is taken by a transgender male. What happens now? Litigation. Exactly. And so, so that's an additional cost, right? So if you mm-hmm. think about, you know, sort of, again, you know, profit loss, cost benefit, uh, the, the fact that you're now opening the, the door for even more lawsuits, and we saw this with the college admissions case, right? It wasn't white people that were suing, it was uh, Asians who were being discriminated against who brought those suits. And so with this intersectionality that the left is uh, so fond of, where they keep slicing and dicing people into, you know, smaller and smaller and more sort of obscure uh, groups. As they bring they us all up, together. Uh, Yes. Right. They discriminate against themselves. And so you just have more potential litigants who are going to sue you for discrimination. Uh, It's so confusing that I feel like I'm going to vomit. Honest to God, I feel like I'm on a carousel that will not stop spinning way too fast. Oh, my goodness. This is this is all getting so far out of hand, Stefan, that I, I hope that the SEC and NASDAQ realize that they cannot replace biological women with transgender women and act like the quota has been has been filled when it comes to the fact that there's any quota of any kind is ridiculous to me i think the best person for the job should get it no matter who they are what color what whatever i think it should be the best person for the job this this rule we have for having to meet quotas for um different minority groups and stuff is really starting to piss me off i'm just gonna say it (laughs) Yeah, and I want to be clear, the NASDAQ rule is not a formal quota. They just want disclosure, but it certainly pushes corporations, right? Because the, the disclosure essentially, you know, do you have two or more representatives from these groups on the board? And if not, essentially explain why, and they offer even a, uh, you know, a firm that can help you fill those spots. So it's not, you know, it allows you to say, no, we don't. We don't have any of these people, and then keep on trucking and face whatever uh, sort of backlash you get from that. Uh, but it still is pushing, clearly pushing corporations in a particular direction, uh, so you can, I think, refer to it as, as sort of quota light, right? Uh, and it still has all the problems that come with that. Uh, and again, uh, you know, the bigger point of the left's radicalism seemingly continuing to push to more and more absurd extremes, on some level it seems like we could just sit back and watch it collapse under the weight of its own absurdity. The problem is how much damage are they going to do along the way? So we really need to push back uh, as effectively as we can. And maybe somebody suing a corporation that 
then has put a man who identifies as a woman uh, on their board to satisfy this disclosure uh, requirement and then gets sued by an actual biological woman, right, uh, mm-hmm. who was denied the position. It's going to take those sorts of things, among others. Yeah. Well, and here's the bottom line. Best people for the job. I don't care if a transgender person is the best person for the job. I'm all about it. Give them the job. But it shouldn't be to meet a quota that takes it away from somebody who's more qualified. End of story. Stefan, where do people go to read more about this? Sure, just go to our website at nationalcenter.org, and uh, we've got all our publications there, and you'll see all the great work that we're doing. Excellent. And there's a place for everyone in this world. You You cannot force other people to accept things that are not realistic because you think that they are. I mean, we it, this is not fairyland here we do not live in disneyland we live in reality and it's about time we started teaching that to our children so that they learn to accept people as who they are but not put them on a pedestal because of it he's an associate at the national center free enterprise project nasdaq has a rule to replace women with men who identify as women setting the feminism and the women's movement back at least 50 years stefan padville padfield thank you for your time today sir Thanks so much for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. You too. Bye-bye.